Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 197 is entitled The Inflation Reduction Act for Dummies, Part 1, How Taxpayers View Inflation Reduction. The Inflation Reduction Act for Dummies is divided into four parts. In this podcast, Part 1, I shall give a working man's definition of the Inflation Reduction Act. Since Congress is so far removed from the reality of the common man, I felt I should present a detailed explanation of how Congress views the world, particularly how they view the common man, how they view themselves, and what philosophy governs their policies. I have noticed of late that many are becoming critical of the recession, of inflation, of the escalation in gasoline prices, food prices, housing costs, of excessive government spending, of open borders, of sanctuary cities, of releasing murderers from prison before their sentence expires, of not requiring bail, of defunding the police, of escalating crime, of violating the Bill of Rights, of the $30 trillion debt, of drug dealers unchallenged, of drug addicts camping out on public streets, of increasing murders, rape, robbery, and drug deaths, of the president calling whites fascists, white supremacists, and systemic racists, of increasing hatred, especially against whites, of the secret night flights of illegal immigrants sponsored by the government, of the FBI, the Justice Department, and the IRS ignoring rule of law and targeting conservatives, of conducting night raids of innocent citizens. Well, the list continues. But I hope to explain that despite the appearance of things, members of Congress are not irrational or stupid or mindless or clueless, but that they have a perfectly rational explanation for the apparent chaos, lawlessness, and disorder. Therefore, in the next three parts, I shall attempt to defend Congress. What they are doing is not without precedent. It has deep historical roots. It has the support of some of the greatest thinkers and philosophers and scientists of the world. In Part 2, Podcast 199, I shall compare Congress to the Laputians discovered by Lemuel Gulliver and explained in Gulliver's Travels, recorded by Jonathan Swift. In Part 3, Podcast 200, I shall explain Zeno's Paradox, the primary philosophy that perfectly explains why a $30 trillion debt poses no threat to our economy. In Part 4, Podcast 201, I shall explain the Dirac Equation which clearly demonstrates that something can come from nothing. Please bear with me. In this podcast, however, I want to simplify what inflation reduction means to the common man. I know the common man already understands it. I call it the Inflation Reduction Act for Dummies because I want members of Congress to understand it too. If the language appears oversimplified, remember that the primary audience is Congress. I will use myself as an example of the average taxpayer. My wife is in her early 70s. Today I turned 80 years old. We are retired. We live on a fixed income. 
Our income is the same this year as it was last year. It will be the same next year as it is this year. It is a modest income, but was comfortable under the Trump administration. We have simple taste, but enjoy life. It is a second marriage for us both. I have six children. She has seven. The combined families equal 13 children, all grown, 43 grandchildren, and five great-grandchildren. Our parents came out of the Depression era and taught us spending habits based on necessity. Therefore, Linda and I, through the example of our parents, live beneath our means, meaning that regardless of what we do without, we spend less than we have. For example, yesterday we went to Walmart. I have a serious sweet tooth. I went to buy my favorite candy, M&M's. I was astonished. Even at Walmart, the bag of M&M's was almost $10. Never had I paid that much. I went home without the M&M's. We needed milk. I picked up a gallon of 2% without looking at the price and put it in the cart. My wife, who pinches pennies, immediately plucked the gallon of milk out of the cart and put it back on the shelf. She said, We are not paying $5 for a gallon of milk. She searched the shelves until she found one for under $4 and put it in the cart. I shall use that example to define inflation for dummies. In the first example, we met inflation reduction by doing without the M&Ms. People on a fixed income understand what it means to do without, though Congress doesn't since they do not have to balance a budget. To Congress, there's no connection between how much money they have and how much they spend. For example, our nation has a $30 trillion debt, yet Congress just allocated billions of dollars to change the climate and called it the Inflation Reduction Act for no other reason than it sounded better than calling it the Inflation Doubling Act. They don't have to consider practical consequences, such as the fact that when they give money away, we the taxpayers must give up things that we have grown accustomed to, such as M&Ms. Some, of course, also have to give up milk. But what is that to Congress? They grow richer as we grow poorer. But I will explain that in later podcasts. I shall use the second example to explain what inflation is. During the Trump administration, milk was $2 a gallon. During the Biden administration, milk is now $5 a gallon. Inflation is the difference between the $2 gallon of milk and the $5 gallon of milk. For members of Congress who do not have their calculators, I shall do the math. $5 minus $2 is $3. That equals $3 inflation. $2 plus $2 equals $4. If the gallon of milk had cost $4, that means that inflation had doubled. However, since it costs $5, that means inflation has more than doubled since Biden took office. In other words, my fixed income buys less than half of what it bought during the Trump administration. I am not sure that Congress can grasp the advanced math I just used, but perhaps a child can explain it to them. That is, if there is time to teach math in school after the lessons on critical race theory and gender choice. After all, showing Disney cartoons are a lot more fun than teaching math. You see inflation reductions when you reduce the cost of things. In other words, rather than costing more, they cost less. Congress cannot see that, or they would never have reduced inflation by spending $369 billion on energy security, whatever that is, and climate change. Nor would they spend $124 billion on IRS tax enforcement. I know that the common man doesn't miss the irony, but I have doubts about Congress, so I shall continue. Did I mention that I am on a fixed income? You see, that is important, because I have the same number of dollars during the Biden administration as I had during the Trump administration. 
The ordinary taxpayer on a fixed income already knows where I'm going, but members of Congress don't. Therefore, I'm going to break the math down one more level. Because sometimes, to uninformed taxpayers who do not understand the higher order of math used by our lawmakers, Congress appears to display an intelligence that ranges between lichen and a bowling ball. In other podcasts, I shall explain the logic of Congress. In this podcast, I want to explain the logic of the ordinary taxpayer, for it eludes Congress, and it is helpful for them to understand their point of view so that they will have a better understanding of the people who voted them in office. During the election, the term, we the people, refers to voters. After election, the term, we the people, only refers to those who have been elected to office, more especially to the liberals. My intent is to have Congress understand the poor man's point of view and the poor man to understand Congress's point of view. I just want harmony. I thought, by pointing out that the phrase, we the people, actually refers to the citizens during election time. So what if after election, we the people refers only to elected officials? We had our turn. It is only right that Congress has its turn. If that seems imbalanced, let me explain it mathematically. During election, the number of those referred to as we the people number in the millions. That is why it lasts only a short time, say during the few months of campaigning. After the election, the term we the people lasts for two years, four years, or six years, depending upon the term of office. But the number of those referred to as we the people is much smaller, so it is only right that it should last many years longer. To the common citizen, everything Congress spends means higher taxes. Higher taxes means we have less to spend. Add higher taxes to higher inflation and the dollar is worth less. I know that it might be hard to grasp by Congress, so I will use a dollar bill as an illustration. Let's say I have a dollar bill. A dollar bill is worth 100 pennies. Let's say before inflation, my dollar bill purchased 100 pennies worth of goods. Inflation doubles prices. My dollar bill now purchases only 50 pennies worth of goods. My dollar was worth 100 pennies during the Trump administration. My dollar is worth only 50 pennies during the Biden administration. That is inflation. Of course, during the Trump administration, we had taxes. I paid 15 pennies out of 100 pennies per dollar for taxes. In real terms, my 100 pennies only purchased 85 pennies worth of goods. So, we will start with 85 pennies per dollar going into the Biden administration. I warn you that I am going to use the language of the average taxpayer. The views expressed in this podcast are not to be considered as my own. Before Congress used the Inflation Reduction Act to bribe climate changers by giving them $369 billion, my taxes were 15 pennies per dollar. After Congress used the Inflation Reduction Act to bribe climate changers by giving them $369 billion, my taxes will be 25 pennies per dollar. Now here's the math. Stay close, Congress. It gets tricky. Inflation doubled under Biden. Therefore, 50 pennies of each dollar goes to inflation. Taxes nearly doubled. Therefore, 25 pennies must go to taxes. Add 50 pennies per dollar for inflation and 25 pennies per dollar for taxes. And now I have only 25 pennies per dollar to spend for milk and other necessities. There is no room for luxuries such as M&Ms. In short, whereas during the Trump administration I had 85 pennies per dollar to spend, now, during the Biden administration, I have only 25 pennies per dollar to spend. 
That is what inflation means to those who voted for Biden and his cronies in Congress. Although I am painfully aware that the average taxpayer is already aware of the burden of inflation, in this podcast I tried to break it down for members of Congress who are not painfully aware of the burden of inflation. We know that because they keep raising taxes and they keep spending. In addition, Joe Biden figured it out that we might not want to pay higher taxes. Therefore, to further reduce inflation and to intimidate taxpayers into bowing to his wishes, the Inflation Reduction Act passed by Congress allowed him to spend $124 billion more of our taxes to hire 88,000 new IRS agents to guarantee that we pay the extra taxes. Joe Biden is a historian. He studied the Gestapo tactics of Hitler. You see, they defund the police so that murderers are freed, which saves a lot of money. After all, what are a few more dead bodies on our city sidewalks where a murderer's rights might be violated? But heaven help you if you don't pay your taxes on time. That concludes my podcast on what inflation means to the average person on the street. However, before you start getting cynical, I feel I must explain how Joe Biden and the Liberal Congress think. In all fairness, we must consider it from their point of view. Though it appears insanely simple, as stated above, that inflation decreases our ability to purchase necessities, though one would naturally assume that if we must balance our budget, Congress should also feel the need to balance the budget of our government. And though it may seem obvious to a mother and father who must feed their children, that inflation is threatening, and though many parents live in daily horror that they will not be able to meet their mortgage or pay their rent or buy food for their family in the near future, though they may live in daily fear that they will lose all their savings, though all of these fantasies, perhaps it will soften your heart if I explain that Congress has a perfectly logical explanation. After all, Biden said he wants to change the mindset of the American people starting with the COVID crisis. What does it mean to change the mindset of the American people? Well, for over 200 years, people have honored the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the balance of power, the rule of law, the importance of the family, the sanctity of marriage, respect for the flag, pride in the national anthem and pledge of allegiance, security of borders, a strong army, a strong police force, liberty and justice for all, reverence for the past, the importance of the Ten Commandments, the sanctity of life, the importance of morality, a belief in God, well, all that has to change. Like Hillary Clinton, a leader of the Democratic Party, said, deep-seated cultural codes, religious beliefs, and structural biases have to be changed. In addition, Mr. Biden means that you need to change your mindset from the idea of a democratic republic to the idea of socialism, from the Sermon on the Mount to political correctness, from a conservative point of view to a liberal point of view. For example, your mindset might be dead set against the Inflation Reduction Act. In your narrow perspective, if government wants to reduce inflation, you might think they should not spend $369 billion for global warming and should not spend $124 billion to hire 88,000 brown shirts to extort more taxes. Instead, you might think that they should quit using your taxes for bribes, reduce your taxes, quit depleting our reserves by selling oil to China, open existing pipelines, produce even more oil from our oil-rich government land, export oil to allies and pay off our national debt, 
and restore prices to their original level, thus stabilizing the economy and giving you back your purchasing power. But that's the wrong mindset. You must change your mindset. That is the one they want you to change from. That mindset is only for people who must balance the budget. You see, they use theoretical science, whereas you just use simple math. Please join me in future podcasts as I continue to explain the Inflation Reduction Act for Dummies. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.